this moment, you are new. You may have had a really hard day where things just did not go the way you expected them to. And you could feel the stress of that inside you. You could feel the weight of that on your shoulders right now. So what I'd love for you to do is take a slow breath in. And on your exhale, let all of that go. Because every moment is a fresh moment. Every moment is an opportunity to start again. You see, that stuff may have happened then, but you are still here now. That's how you know you're greater than any storm that may have risen. Your spirit is stronger. You are not broken. You are more complete than you could ever know. So let that thought go. You don't need it any longer. And choose to be here now. To be who you are. The Rising Sun. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you very much for joining the Rising Sun Radio. I am Sean, one of your hosts. I am Ray. The other host. And we really appreciate you uh, joining in. Before we get started on tonight's show with our wonderful guest, I want to give a big shout out to my kiddo, Draven. It is birthday today hey 15 the big one five nice you're getting his driver's license permit soon oh man yeah so (laughs) if you're out there if you're listening uh keep your fingers crossed (laughs) say a prayer no he's gonna be good he's got me teaching him he's got his father teaching him and well arlene's gonna try to teach him (laughs) she's listening right now i'm gonna catch it when we get home um but (laughs) but uh happy birthday kiddo all right Tonight's guest is a what's the what's the proper word? She is a inspiring story. She is I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> I'm not even gonna refer to you as a person. You're an inspiring story. You are a journey coming to life. Your your journey that you have been on is one that I think people will not only relate to, but I think will inspire them to follow their dreams as well. And more importantly, not be afraid to change dreams or change paths and to understand that sometimes one dream is really leading you to another one. So without further ado, I would like to welcome Caroline Walker to the radio station. What's up, everyone? What's up, party people? Rising sun. The rising sun. Yes. Uh, So thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm gonna stand up for this one so that way I can see everybody. Okay. If I start to uh, if I start to go down, it's because <laughs> my legs are weak, but that's okay. <laughs> so uh, I I invited you here because really it's been for me it's been wonderful watching your journey. Um, but we had spoken about several things prior to this. Right. We had a little conversation before, and then I watched you take off, and then we spoke again. And now you're back. Yep. And I'm interested in you sharing, if you would, kindly, your journey. Let's start with what what made you want to leave first. And, and that dream that, that took you from the RGV to L.A. All right. Well, this dream started a very long time ago. I was maybe still in elementary school or so. Um, I was hanging out with my cousin And she would watch Saturday Night Live a lot. And I was all into it. I was all about it. I'd watch it with her. And I started watching it on my own. Um, In junior high, I started telling everyone 
and just shout it from like shouting from the rooftops. I'm going to be on SNL, guys. One day you'll see. I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make it. And I signed uh, a friend's pair of shoes during PE class, and she still has those. That's awesome. And she told me that before I left, and I was like, oh, man. That's cool. <laughs> now, where can I find her? So I can take those shoes <laughs> and get ready to put them on eBay because there's no doubt that you will get to where you want to go. I'm confident in that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, so that's how it started. As I got older, I thought, well, how can I execute this? I can't uh, go and just walk in and audition for Saturday Night Live. I kind of have to be found. And I turned 17. I started doing stand-up comedy here at CNL Ray. And I like they didn't have improv or sketch really, and there was a scene for stand up. So I jumped into that, and I had been doing it for a long time. And I thought, okay, this is not going to launch me in in there just yet. Like I have to do this and something else. And I started doing research, and I found some improv schools, and the Groundlings alumni pretty much like a lot of them ended up on Saturday Night Live. Phil Hartman went there, uh, Kristen Wiig. Will Ferrell and so I thought I need to get into that school so it was like my five-year plan after I started stand-up and one day I needed to take a road trip from Oregon to Texas and I was like oh man I think this is it I think this is the time and I stopped in LA and I sat in the theater and right above it there's a plaque that says uh, we dedicate this theater to the memory of Phil Hartman. And I just like started bawling. I was like, who do I think I am? Why am I here trying to audition? And I called my sister and she told me I was stupid. <laughs> she was like, just dude, you're there. You drove so long. Like, yeah. what are you crying about? And uh, so I needed that tough love. And I went in there and I found out the next day when I was in Arizona already that I had gotten in. And uh, awesome. I cried on the side of the road, awesome. uh, the highway. <laughs> happy tears. Yeah. Wow. It was it was incredible. Wow. Yeah. That is incredible. So then you ended up going back. Obviously, you went back yeah. to Hollywood. I've, this is located in Hollywood. Yeah. In L.A. Yeah, it's in like Hollywood. in West Hollywood. West Hollywood. Okay. Yeah. It's on Melrose Avenue. So it's like right then and there. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Melrose. I remember Melrose. Not yeah. that I've been there, the TV show, but I remember. <laughs> yeah. It's popular. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> wow. Okay. So you're, you get you get back there and now you start school at this famous um, improv comedy school that, that many other comedians, comedians who you would like to follow in their footsteps have been there. So that's, that itself has got to, on some level, let you know, okay. I'm in the right place. I had this dream of being on SNL, and now I'm in front of this uh, improv comedy school that other SNL members were um, invited to or they went to and, and then went on to be on SNL. So in that moment, in that moment alone, there's got to be some type of confirmation that intention and dedication and focus can actually start to lead you towards where you want to go I mean the synchronicity of that alone should really let let anybody know that when you really focus on something and your heart feels it it's just a matter of getting there not that it's not already there but just finding right. a way to get there yeah exactly and your journey was a literal one you went from South Texas to, to California, to California. Yeah. Wow. Uh, when I got there it was 
it was overwhelming that's for sure yeah uh, it's so huge so many people and uh i feel like i didn't prepare much before i went and i stayed at a hostel probably the first week or two mm-hmm. and i would just walk to class and it was a hostel like pretty close so i was like yeah that's awesome <laughs> i could just walk from here and so I started going to classes and I felt like I felt right in, like fit right in. Mm. Like it was where I was meant to be, like just everything aligned and it was amazing and it was fun. And my classmates were hilarious and crazy and my instructor was super awesome and it felt like home. But like on the other hand, Los Angeles didn't feel like home at all. Like mm. it was just that school and... I wish so much that it wasn't in L.A. because I I don't like L.A. very much at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So before you walked into the school, you had this feeling of what am I doing here? Or this thought, actually, what am I doing here? How, you know, I'm not. I think it's that that uh, I'm not enough storyline that we've talked about before. I'm not enough. How could I be here? I don't deserve this or I'm not talented enough or. I don't have what it takes, right? But then once you get past that storyline, because it's just a storyline, it's just a belief, then you found that you actually fit right into it. Yeah. So that, that I think, is a really important uh, point for our listeners because that storyline can occur, but if it's if you feed into it is the thing. It's if you give it the energy. It's the wolf, right? What exactly. wolf are you going to feed? You could have fed into it and then walked away and left thinking this wasn't for me, I would have never fit in. But instead, you didn't give in to that storyline and you went in and found that the reality was actually the opposite of the storyline that happened. And that's a really important spiritual development in my in my opinion. Yeah, I went many years um, pretty much just making myself suffer. Like, and I didn't have to. Mm-hmm. I just needed to focus and know that whatever I'm doing in the moment is what I needed to be doing. Yeah. Um, but it was always like fantasizing about what's going to happen when I get there. And it was a lot of time spent on that, a lot of anxieties and a lot of fears yeah. when I could have just been chill about it. Yeah, I yeah. guess. To see what happens. Yeah. So now we come to the second important spiritual development, I think, which is what happened once you got there and found out that L.A., didn't really turn out to be the place that felt like home to you and shifted your I wouldn't say shifted your dream but shifted the path towards the dream that you ultimately are going to end up fulfilling so what about LA um really kind of got to you what about LA didn't seem to mesh with with you or your values or where you wanted to go I feel like Almost, almost immediately, it was a spiritual shift. And as we were talking about earlier, uh, you and I, it was like like a forced shift. Um, so I went to the school. I feel like I, f- I fit in because that's all I wanted. That's all I ever wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, but they started like, I don't know, I just started feeding off the ideas and the narrative of Los Angeles and, and the agendas they were, I felt like they were trying to push Mm -hmm. and I didn't really agree with them. And I spent a lot of 
time on my comedy like and it's brutal like I write jokes from stuff that hurts really bad day-to-day stuff that just kills me inside and I use that I find the humor in it and I sit down and I write it out and I felt like using that for for show business was not what I wanted anymore Hmm. and it was it was really hard because I I felt like my dream died I worked so hard towards it it was everything I ever wanted or so I thought yeah then I got there and it's like oh my god what do I do now I've been doing comedy all this time right I've been saying this all this time now what now, now what? Who now am who? I? Exactly. Yeah, that, and that is what we were talking about earlier. Did you, uh, Ray? Did you hear Michael Phelps, or did you read that that article on Michael Phelps um, that came out when the Olympics uh, were taking place, where he had actually become depressed, became depressed, and and uh, somewhat suicidal after the 2012 Olympics? Mm-mm, I didn't see that. After the 2012 Olympics, because he didn't win he got beat and and he wasn't as prepared as he knew he should be um he became very depressed and he became somewhat suicidal because it was like who am i if i'm not michael phelps the guy that always wins and then the same thing happened to ronda rousey after she got uh after she got beat she ended up going on ellen uh a little bit later i'm not sure how how long but she gave herself you know a time period and you could see it in her face and the way that she talked, you know, that normal cockiness that she had beforehand was completely gone. And it was as if you were watching a child that had just gotten in trouble and they know it, you know, and they just kind of put their head down and they're ashamed a little bit. And she uh, and she said that after that, she had contemplated suicide after that loss and her boyfriend her fiance, I'm not sure, you know. Um, at the time was an integral part of her being able to kind of stick with herself long enough to understand that that wasn't necessary, that that wasn't the route to go, you know. But there's this danger that happens when we get identified with our occupation or identified with these dreams that we think we're supposed to hold on to so tightly. And I was sharing with Caroline that it happened to myself too after the Van Gogh's after I, I had to end the Van Gogh's. That's exactly what I was thinking when you were yeah, saying that story. Which was the culmination of a 10-year dream, right? And I tried to create bands at least three times prior to that. Um, and then finally we were taking off and things Dude. were going well. And <laughs> we had just gotten back from uh, from Austin. Yeah. And we had gotten invited to the House of Blues. And nice. it's not even to say that there's that the dream wasn't working, you know, because the the band when when the band was created, there was another band in California and I cannot remember their name. But I didn't model it after them, but I paid a lot of attention to them and the vibe that they were putting out and even the way their website was and everything. There was a lot that was there was a lot of focus of mine on them. And I said, I really like this. I wonder how I can twist it into, you know, what I want to bring to the table. Well, that band ended up inviting us to open for them at the House of Blues in Houston. That was like the day after I had to end the Van Gogh's. So the intention and the focus and that power was still there because that was starting to come 
it was starting to come about, you know? Right. But in the following months, it was that feeling of who am I without this thing that I've claimed is me? Without this dream, who am I? What is left? And I think there's two things you can do in the in that moment. You can either look deeper and really answer the question, who am I for real? Who is this guy or who is this girl? Or who is this being, right? Or you can scramble to find something else and attach yourself to that without knowing or understanding that the same thing can just happen to you again when that gets taken away. So you being at that point was such an integral part of your development as a being, you know, as a human, as as not only a comedian, right, but as somebody that was placed on this earth with a purpose. And I think it's phenomenal that you didn't break down and just kind of shut down after that and say, no, 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 nothing, no, I'm done. But really understand that your values were worth more than the dream, number one. And number two, reroute yourself and give yourself a, some space to figure out, or not even figure out, but you give yourself space to allow the next thing to arise. And you just kind of pay attention. You know? Yeah, for sure. I I definitely slow down on comedy. Um, I'm not sure why. Uh, I guess because I don't, I don't see the humor in, in what happened yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been doing a lot of poetry. I've been doing poetry, and I want to focus on music, too. And I feel like I can use sounds to tell a story that I don't necessarily want to say with words yet. And so I'm going to try to focus my energies on that. Uh, but something good did come from it. I I always thought, you know, if I don't make it to SNL, hopefully I can teach right. and, and bring improv to a community and have fun with that and hopefully change, change some lives. Because I think improv connects very deeply to just everything that happens in the real world and hopefully I can put a little bit of a spiritual aspect to to improv and I'm going to be teaching at uh, 13 o'clock theater they just got a new Ooh. studio yeah so I'm really excited about that's that awesome that's awesome yeah and congratulations thank you and I I'm glad that you're saying that because uh in when you were telling us about your story, you mentioned that there was one scene, the stand-up, and there was no improv. So the fact that you're bringing it, I mean, the symbolism behind that, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, my mind just yeah. like yeah, dude, that's super alone. cool. Super, I mean, because that's how that's how I view this place. This place is my home. It's always been my home. I left for a while, and I came back, and I see it as a canvas. I see for sure. And earlier I was having a conversation with a friend where as an artist, it's crazy. (laughs) Not a lot of people might not, I can't even speak. Not a lot of people may understand this, but as an artist, it seems like at some point we become the art, we become the creation. And every word we speak, every move we make is like a calculated brushstroke. And it, and when you mentioned improv and the power of it, that really is life. Yeah, life is like whatever's gonna get thrown at you. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> how are you gonna deal with it? You oh, know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. There's so much beauty to this story and and the parallels that that we can relate to 
the topics and the themes that we have on this show. Yeah, yeah. I, I, um, I was at Infinite Love yesterday, and we were doing the meditation, and there was uh, there was a certain theme, and I'm sitting there, and it, in looking inward, you know, as I continue to ask, even now, who am I? Who am I? Who am I? And just when you think you get it, it's like, nope, that's not it. And then who am I? And you just, I keep on going back. You know, I really just want to know the truth of it. And there was a moment where there was an understanding that, okay, I am this intelligent being. I have this will. But you're also just a window through which the thing that created you observe everything that's happening and interacts with it accordingly. And that window is kind of your job at some point to use your willpower to say, okay, it's not just me in the world. I'm connected to everything. Exactly. Everything I do has an impact on everything else. So let me sit back and use my willpower. Yes, I'm free to choose to do things to satisfy myself, but there's a bigger picture to this. So let me sit back and let me quiet myself and let me observe and then let me see what comes up next in terms of what I feel like doing. As far as what you're saying, I feel like that hit me when I was in Los Angeles. Um, Because the road to getting to L.A. I felt was very selfish. Mm -hmm. Like trying to get there and then um, just the person who I was. Like I was focused on a lot of the wrong things. And then when I got there, L.A. is just so heartbreaking almost like one side of the street is beautiful 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 rich area and the opposite side is just torn to shreds it's and it's horrible to see that um i don't even i I get emotional about it but just the way people live there and the choices that they make yeah it was very disheartening and then I realized hey you know the dream that you had you can put it on hold right now because there's a a (laughs) lot of people out there that I feel like I should advocate for and that it's not just me on this earth yeah and so I got that out of the trip too was kind of restoring my humanity a little bit and like not being so jaded about about everything yeah you kind of come back to okay and that um shaking the tree to its roots you know that's a, a a phrase you know let me shake the shake the leaves off the tree let me shake it to its roots and i think life does that to us sometimes because we get so caught up in our own agendas which is our choice you know and people that when we do that, it's not that we're necessarily bad. We've just lost sight of the bigger picture. And sometimes life, which balances everything out, including us, it's so easy to forget that we are part of everything. You look at the birds and the bees and, you know, the plants, and you're like, wow, that bee, you know, goes over there and then pollinates this and then everything's connected. But for some reason, we forget that we're in that equation, too. Yeah. <laughs> and whatever is causing that bee to do that causes us to make moves too if we allow it to happen yeah and so sometimes i think life shakes us to our roots to go back to well who am i you know just to get us out of that and i think that happened to you in la that definitely happened to me ray 
our conversations yeah, that's happened yeah. daily I feel <laughs> daily right like <laughs> something needs to change every day right and i used to not want to feel that that shake like that slap in the face just wake up caroline yeah, and right. i just wanted to be in denial about everything and just go on and do what i needed to but now i want that i want to be shook i want to change i want to grow and uh, i want to share that with my community that's wonderful so i think you're I think your trip back, because we had discussed before uh, through Messenger that you were a little nervous about your trip back. Yeah. Right? I think your trip back, in my opinion, is a brave trip back. I think it's a selfless trip back, and it's you're doing it for your community. And I think that that is something to be applauded, because you could have easily stayed in L.A., and you could have easily said, all right, let me try to figure out this environment or... Maybe I should do the things that they're doing because that might get me on this show that I've been dreaming about. But something deeper in you said this isn't right. And instead of fighting that, which is our, you know, sometimes our habit is to fight that, you chose to sit back and say, okay, let me listen to this. Even though it's going to go against everything that I've been thinking, let me take a look again and let me listen and let me get introspective and figure out what the bigger picture is. And that is a very brave thing to do. So your trip back to the RGV from L.A., from the place that you've been dreaming about going, is, I think, more monumental than you even going to L.A. I think you had to get to L.A. in order to come back and figure out what your true path was. That's yeah. what I think happened. And I think that that's something to be applauded. So Thank you. Yeah, Absolutely. I think it's wonderful. You're going to bring a lot of things to that RGV. You're going to be that first person over the hill that we were talking <laughs> about you might take some shots here and you might you know right but you are going to make it so other people say oh that is possible and then they're going to believe in themselves and then they're going to go and, and i i would hope that anyone who has dreams to just i mean i'm sure we all do right but especially the ones that pe like society makes us feel that they're grandiose they're not yeah. Like yeah. I told everyone, I'm going to be on SNL. I'm going to go to this school. I'm going to get in. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was getting my hair cut after I auditioned. And I told them I got into this school and yada, yada. And the girl's like, oh, I like to make up stories, too. <laughs> I was like, what? No, for real. No, <laughs> it happened. Yeah. And it can happen for everyone. And it's, I mean, there's no boundaries. There's right. And you, you Don't. Know, one of the favorite things about people like us, people like us that dream, we dream on the daily, but not only do we dream on the daily, we share our journey and people watch us. But I think the most important thing about people watching us and watching me, because I've done so much stuff and I always put it out. And what I really, really, really think that the, the main focus and the wonderful thing is when they watch me get up you know what i mean like the old phrase fall down seven times stand up eight mm -hmm. yeah like that to me because i've oh my gosh so many <laughs> dreams <laughs> <laughs> so many dreams you know but oh, they don't and, and it's like it's like you mentioned earlier the the thing that's the same is the me the i the i am you know yeah. what i am yeah uh and i and i think that when we share our stories, we help people. We help people because we have that example 
of the accomplishments that we've been able to achieve through belief and determination and focus. And then, you know, when, pe when people have seen me not make it or whatever, and then say, man, this guy's still going, you know, that's, to me, that, that's like a very, very important part of why I share my journey. Yeah, it's always sure. been because there's a lot of people that are that like will put me down personally and see like why do you put it out there, dude? Why do you, why are you telling everybody this stuff? Like, what yeah. if it doesn't have? That's part of it, man. That's part of what I mentioned earlier, which is the this image that we create of ourselves is projected onto people and they see it. You know, people see it and people learn from it. You know. We're all connected and we serve each other in that way as examples and, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. So thank you for sharing sharing your journey. Yeah. And uh, if we got a little bit more time, I got a short poem. Yeah. yeah. I want you to. Uh, all right. <laughs> so I went to this place called The Painted Brain in Los Angeles, and it's a mental health support mm -hmm. center. Kind of, um, they focus on arts. So any anyone who wants to come and paint, play music, anything, you know, just to kind of release in a safe setting um, can go there. And they had a poetry group. And the topic was how, how do you stay grounded in reality? And this was like in the middle of my inner turmoil, like everything was shifting. Mm -hmm. And so I wrote this. It's called You Are Here. It's so surreal. However will I deal. This place is and was a dream. Now I'm here fulfilling my goals. But after this, where will I go? I look around and see familiar faces of people I don't know. Are you him? Of course you can't be. Are you she? Of course not. They stayed behind without me. Are these buildings real? Are these people real? Am I real? I am. So they are too. In that fact, I rest and know that this is what it's like for my dreams to come true. Nice. Awesome. You know, it stuck out. I am. So they mm -hmm. are too. I love it. <laughs> That's love awesome. It. That's Thank wonderful. you. Thank you for sharing that with us. All right. At this point. Oh, I didn't even get a chance to give away the tickets. Okay. <laughs> if you're listening. Let's see if it, let's see what happened. If you're listening. I have two tickets. Two tickets to a special one-night event. It's at the uh, uh, the Cinemark in Far, and it's a movie. It's a documentary. Levi Selena sent it uh, to me, uh, the trailer, and I posted the trailer. I will post the trailer on uh, the Rising Sun Radio. I think I already did, actually, in the post about tonight. Um, and it follows the journey of two musicians, it seems like, and they had a baby, and then the mother gets cancer. And it follows that journey. And it follows a journey of how they deal with it and what they come to realize and everything in between and then the child and everything. And it seems like a beautiful story. Dang. It's happening Tuesday. It's at 7 p.m. And it's it's only playing that night at that time and then again in October sometime. But I bought two tickets. So if you're listening, I Can have I my phone in? right in front. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. Hey, whatever we got to do to get callers. <laughs> I got my phone right here. If you're listening, my phone number is 
8043, the first person to text me with the word, hmm, what should the word be? Spirituality. Ooh. Ah, little autocorrect yeah. in case you, I got to use autocorrect when I'm trying to spell it. <laughs> The first person to text me with the word spirituality gets the tickets. Spiritality. <laughs> <laughs> I'll text you back and we'll leave them at will call with your name. All right. Let's see what happens. Let's see which one of you two <laughs> text, text me first. But any listeners, if you want to. Uh, yeah, this will run until we get that. But Do I win if I spelled it wrong? No. Oh. You must spell it correctly. We all have autocorrect. There are no excuses. Autocorrect doesn't work Oh, sometimes. I did get one. That was from you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and the winner for tonight, Miss Caroline Walker yeah. gets two tickets. <laughs> Ow. Yay. And she's also the, uh, what would you call that? She's like the first caller in. She's the yes. first listener. She's Yay. the first. Hey, we got wow. our first. We got what a our night. first prize winner. <laughs> yeah, she's the first prize first winner. caller. First, first caller. First comedian on, on the show. Wow. First person from L.A. we've had in here that traveled to L.A. and went night to this first. school. First poet. First poet. Poet. First person yeah. oh, that we've man. had do poetry. Yeah. A lot of firsts. Yeah. Uh, we've come to the portion of the show that we like to call Soul Call. Soul Call. <laughs> <laughs> so what we do <laughs> Chime at in this on that. point, that was beautiful, <laughs> uh, is we say one thing we're grateful for and one intention for, you know, this point on. So uh, I'm going to I'm going to go first to okay. kind of break the ice. OK. I am very grateful that you are willing to put your your story out there. I say that God inspires hope in others through our through our journeys. It's the only way it can happen. And so you putting that out there is inspiring hope in myself or anybody else that's listening. And I know it can feel vulnerable and I know it can be scary, but your power, as I said to you outside, will come from knowing that by you sharing that, you're giving voice you're giving a voice to other people that are afraid to share these same exact experiences, these same thoughts, these same doubts, everything. And that power will will energize you to want to do it more. And the thing that that you find vulnerable at first ends up being something that you can stand on. It, it, it really does uh, give you power. So I I am grateful that you're willing to do that. And my intention is to next week get our second caller in that's not horrible intention <laughs> um, <laughs> my, my, my intention is to continue to uh, to just keep asking who am I and to not get attached to these things that are wonderful to play with to get into you know it's cool to get involved in the dance of life but to remember what my reality is as your poem was as the title of your poem um and the subject of your opponent, remember my reality and, and just always come from that place. That's my intention. So, Ray, you're up. All right. Okay. So, this week, I'm grateful that we had you on the show. I'm grateful that you shared that poem because uh, the, the part that Sean mentioned that stuck out, am I real? I am as they are. If they are, then I am. You know, mm -hmm. uh, that part did stick out because that's the daily that's the daily struggle that I have is trying to uh, keep a balance between what reality is versus what society's throwing at me constantly. 
just beating my brain with all this stuff telling me you're supposed to be this you're supposed to do that you're supposed to do it this way not that way and then every thursday i get to come here and be like oh yes i remember <laughs> now i don't need all that other stuff <laughs> so my intention for the next week is to focus on reality as a whole from the big picture perspective not the little things that try to bring me down but focus on the fact that we're all one and I'm not gonna die like right now and even <laughs> if I did it's gonna be okay like I don't have yeah, to panic yeah like it's gonna be chill yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to panic everything is cool everything's cool good me and my friend almost got t-boned and I went to go visit some family in Washington and and so she just like hits the brake ever so gently and we just sway back and then i was like that was the chillest like almost yeah (laughs) and because we're both like well if it's our time you know what are you gonna do so we're just so chill about it (laughs) that was the dude having a near-death experience for sure whatever (laughs) so um this week i'm very grateful that you guys had me on the show as my first interview since I've been back from LA and I appreciate that I could uh, have it with you guys and um, I'm also grateful for everything that I learned in Los Angeles and I'm grateful for the shifts that that came from it I feel like I'm not the same person and right now honestly I'm just in a point where I, I still don't know who I am just yet because I focused a lot on comedy but I know that the shifts and the changes are good. It's in a good direction. So I'm grateful for that. And uh, my intention going on forward is to share everything that I've learned and connect spirituality to improv and build a scene down here. I want to build a scene. Yeah. I want people to come out every every week and see an improv show and have variety and i'm just so excited for the rgv i'm excited to share (laughs) and i hope people are receptive because the rgv is on the on the rise and everyone here is so talented coming from the la scene i miss a lot of the bands here you know and a lot of the the talent here is just so great it's it's like a wonderful scene and and hopefully some people will get from it that they don't have to leave to feel like they they're fulfilling what they want to do. Yeah. Awesome. That's wonderful. Well, the community is blessed to have you back. Thank yes. you for choosing Thank to come you. back and, yes. and grace us. So this is the end of the uh, this is the end of the show, folks. Um, tonight's message I th- I feel was very important, uh, and it's don't stop chasing your dreams, but don't get overcome by them. Don't find yourself in a position where you're chasing the dream so much that you forget who you are because sometimes one dream can lead to another. But don't be afraid to dream. As Will Smith said, at some point somebody had to envision putting people in a tin can and flying them across the ocean. Nothing is impossible. We are boundless. We are limitless. It is only your thoughts and your stories which can limit you. So let them go and be who you are. Until next time, Be well.